South Cities Church is a church in Lakeville, Minnesota. If you're interested in learning more about South Cities, you can direct your internet browser on your smartphone, tablet, or computer to southcities.church. This is Pastoring Out Loud. We're back. It's not 2023 yet, but it's about to be. It's actually the last week of 2022, and I, your host, Daniel Visbicki, have returned. <laughs> What's happened while I've been gone? <laughs> oh, man. What, what's happened while I've been gone, guys? I heard that uh, there was a ecumenical council that gathered, and you guys determined ex cathedra with great authority that Mariah Carey's versions of Christmas carols are superior that was to Matt. all others. That was all Matt. No? It was, oh, it was just Matt. It was just Matt. Oh, does Matt speak with such authority? Did you guys all reject that? I don't remember. That was during a very long day of podcast recordings. Uh, I was on vacation that <laughs> week. Yeah, you actually only missed one day. It was just like a marathon day. A marathon day. What, by the, the quality. Last, by the last lot- one, there was a lot of sweating and hunger. Well, we hope you didn't listen to the last a one lot, of that series. A lot was said. Uh, <laughs> not much was remembered. Great <laughs> confidence building for me, guys. Great confidence building. But you're back now. I am. Uh, I took over hosting Rain us in. duties. Rain us Rain in, you in. No, I'm. No one has ever said that yeah, to Daniel before. Literally, <laughs> no, I wanted never. To. It was my one opportunity. <laughs> no, not successful. Not successful. How was uh, Christmas, everyone? How was Christmas for you, Nick? Uh, it was generally great. Uh, my sister got COVID, so she couldn't join us mm. for our family gathering. But we rescheduled for this next weekend. So, barring anyone getting sick in the next three days, we'll be able to celebrate albeit a bit delayed. What is the meat of choice for your Christmas gathering? Well, we're going to do brunch in the morning and then we're going to celebrate my birthday in the afternoon mm. and we're going to do uh, ribeye steaks and cheesy potatoes. Oh, Ooh. but what meat in the morning? I don't know. I think my mom's doing an egg bake. Okay. For, bre- for breakfast. Casseroles. In the yeah. Mm-hmm. Breakfast of champions. So it's going to be a full day of eating this next Saturday. Mm. <laughs> That's great. That's yeah. great. Dave, what did you do for Christmas? We worshiped here. And then we took off to Iowa right afterwards. And uh, what's in Iowa besides Kelly's and snow? Kelly's family's in Iowa, and I think actually all of the all the siblings made it back. So we were all together with all the grandkids and all the craziness, and it was great. It was great. Okay. We had we had ham and cheesy potatoes, and then a bunch of fun breads and stuff like that. It was really good. Really good. Good time. Stacy, mm-hmm. what was Christmas like for you guys? How was Gary's? Oh. <laughs> What's Gary's? <laughs> Gary's it's, is what Harry's used to Harry's be. Harry's sold, and it's, now it's Gary's. Now it's Gary's. I didn't know that happened. Yes. Oh. We went there. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm bothered. <laughs> I we love went, the name Harry's. I'm, not, I'm sure I'll still like Gary's. I it was speak. fine. Good. We went there after the Christmas Eve service. Oh, that wasn't Christmas dinner. That was just Yeah, Christmas no, Eve. that was just our family's day together. What did you then do on Christmas Day? Christmas Day was with my parents, and okay. then the 26th was with Peter's family all okay. at our house. So. Did you have different kinds of meat over the those two days? We had meat. You did? You're not vegan? Okay. <laughs> no. Don't remember the meats. Ham. Right yeah, now. I did well, a ham. ham. Yeah, yep. ham's good. Mm-hmm. It was good. It was good. We went over to a uh, friend's house who happens to be a member at South and their family was in from out of town. We had a standing rib roast that was 
unbelievable, mm. like saturated in rosemary and thyme and just like so good. Mm. It's really good. But we're not here to talk about the meat that are, is on our plates. We're here to talk about the meat mm. of God's word. It's mm. good. Have you missed those segues, guys? <laughs> Nick is very frustrated. I just met, I miss, miss the thoughtfulness with which you put into them beforehand. Yeah, That's that was so apparent, well thought out. Apparent. Yeah, deep, deep amounts of thinking out. Yeah, so uh, Dave, why are we talking about the word this week? We are talking about the word this week because uh, over the years, uh, we've always started the year with a sermon on the word of God. Do you mean we... What's the we in that sense? South City's church? I thought about what I wanted to say, and I just said we. Okay, we, like. We, we being. Whatever iteration of our church that we've always been. So, so, so Beth, <laughs> Bethlehem Baptist did that for a very long time. When we went to campus-specific preaching at each of the campuses, we maintained that as a way to start the year. And this year at South City's church, we've maintained it uh, to start the year. Uh, I, I really like the rhythm of starting the year with the word in prayer. It seems like a, it's kind of like the, I always call it the breathing in and breathing out of the Christian life. And so it seems like a helpful, a helpful thing to, to start with as we try to orient ourselves around Jesus and the disciplines of grace he gives us to walk near to him every year. So that's great. Yeah. So this week uh, I'm preaching. You preached. Actually. Oh, I preached. Yes. Because this will be released a few days later. James one. And of course, revelation three, uh, because I can't stay away from the book of revelation. You just had to add that in. No matter how hard mm-hmm. I try, I figure it's in God's word. So, you know, don't, uh, don't neglect every part of God's word uh, in preparation, of course, for our 2024 sermon series through revelation. I don't think anyone would accuse you of neglecting revelation. (laughs) Also, I don't think there's been a podcast conversation where you haven't brought up the revelation series that's coming up. Well, I mean, you recorded five of them. And so it's, I mean, when you've been here. Oh, I see. Yeah. I'm just trying to get us back on task here. Make sure basically trying to speak into the void and create something out of nothing. I'm just saying, lest anyone would accuse you of being a one hit wonder. Daniel. (laughs) (laughs) I think people do wonder about me, but. Uh, not not in the way that you're saying. So uh, my sermon on James 1 and leading into Revelation 3, we're talking about how God brings us forth by his word, a very technical term actually in James 1.18 for uh, he brought us forth by his word of truth and that word is used like for giving birth uh, even in the previous context in James. And then we're going to talk about how the kind of so is that word Jesus? What? What is that word there, Jesus in in James one, giving birth by the word? You're you're jumping ahead of this thing that I'm laying out, and oh, then we'll sorry. return to that in a second. Thanks, Nick. Sorry. Um, <laughs> so, and then uh, the word creates us mm-hmm. to be those that hear the word and heed it, do it. Uh, I think James is largely. Not, not largely, but he's definitely aware of the parable of the sower and he's using a lot of that similar language. I would not say that the word is there in James 1 is the incarnate word, Jesus, but the word about Jesus, mm, okay. which is the seed in the parable of the sower, the gospel. But I think it, it 
takes bigger than that. It's bigger than that because of where he lands in uh, verse 25 about the law of liberty. And when you're not only a hearer who hears, but a doer that does, that you're, <laughs> uh-huh. you're uh, looking at that perfect law, the law of liberty, which is Jesus's uh, summation of the whole Old Testament law that Paul talks about in Galatians 5, um, that what are we supposed to do? Love God, love neighbor. And that's what the summation of the law is. So that's the word I think that's being talked about in James 1. There are certainly other ways of talking about the word, like Jesus is the word of God. Nick, since you brought that up, how would you well, was, characterize that as no, different? I, from, I was just thinking because it says, you know, every good gift comes from the father of lights. And he says of his own will, he brought us forth by the word of truth that we should be a kind of first fruits of his creatures. Yep. So there's a creative element there. And I'm just thinking, you know, back in John where it says everything was made through the word and the word became flesh. Yep. Um, but it could also be a spiritual creation like you were talking about. So I didn't, I didn't, hadn't really thought it through until now. I was just yeah. asking you. No, I think that's great. I mean, there's probably, as I would see it, like three main ways that the word of God gets talked about in the scriptures. The actual spoken word, mm-hmm. the God spoke in Genesis 1, things came to be. The inscripturated word, God breathed out the word and men you know, were inspired and wrote as God moved upon them. And then the word made flesh, God incarnate. Mm-hmm. Um, so those would be the three ways. And the New Testament takes, uh, talks about them in different ways with clues to tell which one they're talking about. I think James 1 is talking more about that, that inscripturated word. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's there, but it's good. Any thoughts on those? Any reflections on those? So John one is not talking about inscripturated, right. like the right, ins- right, like right. word mm-hmm. written down. Um, you know, different texts uh, are talking about different ones depending on on the context. So, what else would you say about the Word of God? You know, broadly, like what it. So the the sermon was, you know, God's Word creates new birth. You know, and God's Word creates it so that we're really dependent upon him and upon his word to be sustained in spiritual life. What other significant things would you say that God's word does outside of James one within James one, just other places you'd go or even conceptually what you'd, what you'd add. Maybe just one thing I'd say, but I, I agree with your categories and I would say maybe one common theme that holds them all together. That's helpful. As we think about the categories is revelation. It's all, mm-hmm. no, not the book of revelation, Daniel, but that it's all of God's word, whether his spoken word, inscripturated, or the word made flesh, is meant to reveal to us who God is. And, and what, what that's meant to do is bring our minds and our hearts in line with or oriented around what's most real, which is God, who is our creator, and his plan of redemption. And so all those things are meant to bring us into reality, and therefore what you just said about how it how it creates it creates that in us and how we're supposed to hear it and heed it, those are all implications of it is revealing God to us, whether yeah. it's incarnate, inscripturated, or spoken. Yeah, yeah good, mm. good. Stacy, Nick, anything you'd add? Well, I'm just thinking of some recent conversations with some of my kids about the word, you know, reading their Bibles, and that I think a little bit connected to what Dave just said that we need God's word to help us understand the world, like to Mm -hmm. things that they encounter or we come across in the world. We need to take those things in and understand them through the lens of God's word. 
Yeah, my alternative version of this sermon was going to be a biblical theology all the way through the book of Revelation, where God's word reveals us in chapters two and three of Revelation, who we are. God's word reveals him, chapters Mm -hmm. four and five of Revelation. God's word reveals the world, Mm -hmm. Revelation six through 19. So I think that's true. It strips back and like exposes, it apocalypses the world around us and shows Mm -hmm. what it is. You might say it's an apocalypse now. Mm. You might. Apocalypse then. You could. Apocalypse now. (laughs) Apocalypse later. (laughs) Probably should. That kind of sounds like it'll preach. Maybe that would be a great scheme for preaching through Revelation. Apocalypse then. Apocalypse now. Apocalypse later. Apocalypse soon. Apocalypse yet to come. Mm, That's good. Apocalypse not yet. Apocalypse already. Already. (laughs) (laughs) We're such interesting people. What else would you say about God's word, Stacey? You just can't can't take it anymore. (laughs) Anything else you'd say broadly about God's word? I've got a couple of a couple of questions. Uh, I, what else would you say? Well, I was just going to say, I think that the, this is a great text because it's really easy to hear the word, mm-hmm. um, you know, and to read it and then to not, to not do it. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. Yeah. this is a really good reminder, especially as we enter a new year. We yep. need to not just hear it, but yeah. remind ourselves we need to be doers. So one thing about this passage that I think is interesting and certainly a direction that uh when I preached on this passage five years ago, five years ago, we did uh, our own sermon series through James, Chris Bruno, Chuck Stedham actually preached, a few others preached. The longest sermon ever preached at Bethlehem <laughs> happened in that sermon series. Um, you, you can go to Bethlehem.church forward slash sermons and the discerning eye will be able to pick that out. So I'm not sure you can just select that sermon series, but you just go to South Campus. You can go back and look around a little bit. Stacy's shaking your head or urging us to not do that. I don't know why. So I think uh, going back. I think she's just wondering about the relevance. Yeah, yeah. We preached through James a while ago. <laughs> That's the way I'm interpreting the, her. The point, that I, the point that I made then is that, uh, so sometimes James is read as a very like proverbial kind of book with a bunch of kind of loose, loosely connected, but maybe not too connected themes. Some might even call it the Proverbs of the New Testament. Yes, that mm-hmm. is how I'm going to suggest that it's commonly known as uh, early in my sermon on Sunday or uh, what I did previously, assuming that it doesn't change too much between now and then. But I, I think that certain portions of it that are commonly quoted, like let everyone be quick to hear, mm-hmm. slow to speak, slow to anger, Kind of get lifted from their context uh-huh. and just kind of mentioned yeah. as like, hey, here's a proverbial idea. But in context, everything that's leading up to that statement is about God's word and everything flowing out of it, including the answer mm-hmm. to that statement is uh, like receive God's word with meekness. Mm-hmm. I think that that verse and a couple others in the general context are about like, don't get angry at God and his word. Like, don't just proverbially get angry, like, locally with your, you know, your friends, your family, whoever. But, like, when God's word comes to you, receive it with meekness rather than rejecting it in anger. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think about that? Like, is that something that you've heard before? It's just, I, I know you didn't read my manuscript yet. It was, it was long. Mm. I get it. It's okay. <laughs> but 
What do you what do you think about that idea? It was it was more that you sent it just a couple hours ago than that it was long. What for are you me doing, Dave? You couldn't just read it. Like stop everything. Stop whatever uh, meeting you were in. And I just- I agree with what you said. I think that uh, it it gets lumped in. I, there there is a lot of wisdom that wisdom statements that are made, but I think it's a different it's a different kind of wisdom literature and that the Proverbs, I think, are kind of describing, uh, and, and, the, and, and granted the Proverbs have some of this too when talking about heeding God's word and listening to my instruction and all that. So I think that maybe what I'd say is that there's, um, maybe in, in James, it's a little bit more prominent, but it's there in Proverbs too and sometimes neglected that if we just lift sayings from them, we can almost turn them into, I think you use the word catchphrases, that's helpful, or we can turn them into little moral statements that are mm-hmm. kind of separated from the ground that they grow from, which is the word of God, which reveals God himself and is trying to orient us to live in accord with who he is. So whether we're talking about prayer or we're talking about um, how we talk about today or tomorrow where we go or we're talking about partiality, all those things you could pull a phrase here or there from them and just go, well, here's a moral statement. Um, but the ground that they're being grown in is the word of God and faith, and it's the kind of faith that embraces that word and creates something yeah. in its yep. people. Yep. So I think, I think it's, it's a helpful way to talk about it. And that's, I think that's why he uses the imagery of born and implanted because right. we want it to keep growing and, and keep bearing fruit. Yeah. So. Amen. Like the parable of the sower. That's like right. Yeah. It falls on different kinds of soil with different effects. So, all right, I've got one more thing I want to do in regards to this topic. It's going to be a lightning round, but first, Ooh, any sorts of other things, sorts of other, any other things you would like <laughs> to say about the word of God generally spoken, written down in the flesh. We're for it. Yay. All right. <clears throat> I am going to read four or five other common verses that are about God's word. And you're going to give me one or two sentence interpretations. Ready? Uh, Great. Sure. Hebrews 4.12. For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword piercing the division of soul and spirit of joints and marrow and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. What does that mean? What's that talking about? <laughs> Thanks for the, <laughs> the warning on this, Daniel. You're welcome. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, well, this is in the context of Sabbath rest yeah. and entering the rest and making sure that you don't fail to enter that rest. Um, and then, yeah. And then he says, strive to enter that rest so that no one may fall by the same sort of disobedience for the word of God is living and active. Yeah. So it's in the Grounding context statement. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, so I would say, see, I got to think about this a little more because I've also thought about this in the context of Jesus being the Word incarnate and the living, the living Word. Um, so I, I, I think I'm going to jump in and help you. Do it. 
Because I think phone a friend. I think that uh, th- there's so so I've read the places uh, that and, and and just to say the reason Daniel's asking these are that people are split on them. So he's probably trying to just make us answer some things that are not terribly clear all the time. But I think that I've read commentaries that because of verse 13. Yeah, his sight. His sight. No creature is hidden from his sight that they would say this is the living word. And then it goes right into, um, since then we have a great high priest, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Jesus, right. the son of God. They would make the case that this is, this is Jesus. And what I would say is that because of the previous quotations about rest, today if you hear his voice, mm-hmm. da 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 I would actually, the way I would talk about this is I think it actually is referring to uh, the inscripturated or spoken word, but that, that in, inscripturated or spoken word is so intertwined with the living word in this case right. yep. that it's, it's going to ultimately lead you to him. Um, but I, I actually do think it's, it's talking about inscripturated or spoken word here with a very clear tie to if, if you hear that, Jesus is going to be where you're going. He's going to be where you're headed. Yeah. Hebrews 4 is one of the best passages in my mind for like some, sometimes the, uh, what, what gets brought up with perhaps people that are deconstructing their faith. Yeah. Know, that's a buzzword. Maybe that, that means different things for different people. Uh, or perhaps they fall more on what's uh, called the liberal side of Christianity. You know, they say like, well, Jesus never said anything about X or Y or Z. Right. Um, like, therefore, the other scriptures that do speak to that, we kind of downplay their importance. Mm-hmm. I think Hebrews 4 is one of the best places to go. Like, you can't really divide That's right. Like the incarnate word of God so neatly from the inscripturated word of yes. God. Because of passages like this would be another one I would bring up, like uh, Matthew 7, 24 through the end of the chapter. Like, uh, everyone yeah. that... Uh, builds his life upon these words of mine, I will tell you what it's like. And that's the parable about um, sand and uh, rock, what you're building upon. Yeah. And because everyone quotes verse verse 12. Yep. Without going to verse Mm -hmm. 13. Right. With just referring to the the Bible, you know, without Mm -hmm. even thinking about Jesus as the incarnate word. And that's why I started this because you said that it's kind of, you can't quite so neatly divide the inscripturated word from the incarnate word. And that's why I started asking that question in James, from James 1, is this talking about Jesus? Mm-hmm. And I agree with you. Yes, that's probably talking about the inscripturated word. And yet they are yep, they're not very so, closely they're linked. Not and so, you can't, yeah. You mm-hmm. know, neatly divided. There's yep. Certainly it's the word about Jesus. Mm-hmm. And then it's the law of Christ, the law of liberty. That's at the end right. of the passage. So, mm-hmm. okay, last one we'll talk about because this is 23 minutes long thus far currently. Second Timothy 3.16, all scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. What does that mean? Well, this is often one of the main uh, texts that people go to to talk about the inspiration of scripture as being God's word breathed out by God. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's, there's, it's right there. It's breathed out by God and then it's profitable. So all of it. And um, what people don't often think about is that in the early church, the Old Testament was primarily the scripture. And so this is a really great, 
you know, thing to think about when you hear people say, ah, eh, the Old Testament isn't really relevant for our lives. We can just mm-hmm. kind of get rid of that, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know. Untether. Um, yeah, untether ourselves from it. And this would be directly referring to the Old Testament. Um, gotcha. Gotcha. As scripture that's profitable for New Testament early church Christians. Mm. Yeah. Untethered exegesis. We don't want that. Right. It's dangerous kind of exegesis. Say so anything you'd add about this passage? Okay. Hey guys, <laughs> thanks so much for joining me today. <laughs> Always ready at a moment's notice. It's good. It's good. Is it, it's not this passage that's big in the CCF world. No, there's a different passage in Paul's pastoral epistles. The Ephesians. Yeah. What, Speaking the truth in love. That yeah, one? Yeah, that one. Yeah, that's good. What, what, what truth is that? Is that scriptural truth? I think it is, right? I think yeah, so. It is, yeah, yeah. yeah. It better it's be. Good. It's not just random truth. <laughs> I just speak my truth. That's two plus two is four, but in love, Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note, uh, this month we're going to be spending time talking about the word, talking about prayer, talking about the image of God, talking about... God's will in terms of ethnic harmony. And then after this month, I think we're going to kind of return to your regularly scheduled programming, maybe some different ideas. Love to hear your ideas too, as we're heading into 2023. Uh, We'll see how many times I make Nick host uh, between now and then. So I think you did a great job while I was out, man. Like, really? Thanks, Daniel. Thank you, everyone. (laughs) 